Welcome back to another episode of the Native Souls Podcast. We are so blessed and highly favored to be with you again. We're still here. We're still in the building. How's everybody doing? How is uh, How are you, Fish, on your end? Heidi ho good neighbors. I'm doing great. Holla. Wishing I was back in the Dominican Republic, but I guess sitting around my table doing a podcast with you two idiots will have to do. <laughs> I've just got pumpkins and candy corn on my mind, brother. Yes, yes. Sherman, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Settling in. Living the life. Loving it. Wow. How's Galesburg treating you, bud? It's been great. Um, Loved it. The people are great. People are nice. Um, Loving my new place. Loving my new church. God is good. I had a little little, uh, accident on Friday, but other than that, everything is great. He wet his (laughs) pants, did he? Mm. (laughs) I wish because they say that you get more money when you do that. <laughs> what happened? So, so I just was at a red light and a guy hit me and then he ran. So, uh, but, they, but when he hit me, he, his tire popped, so he didn't get very far. The idiot just went a few blocks and, and I just, he parked. I just heard the love of Jesus come out when you were talking about that guy. Exactly. Yeah. That idiot. Yeah. Bless him in the name of Jesus. Blessings on him. <laughs> oh, and his insurance agent. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Diz, how are you? Man, I'm doing really well. I'm doing really well. Okay. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean everything's good. Uh we're just staying busy. It's the, you know, it's the season of uh church. Season of going back to church. <laughs> Is there an off season? Uh, <laughs> uh, no, no. But, uh, summer's yeah. technically off season. Yeah, That's true. Technically, it's called yeah. the summer slump. Yeah, the summer slump. Everybody's you out know traveling. We you know what? We didn't have a summer slump, which is scaring me because I'm afraid that you're fall is going to be the fall slump. slump. <laughs> that are you're going to fall? Or you just fall and fall. you've just been in a slump mm. and you don't know what it looks like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but outside of church, uh, you know, everything's everything's going well. We're just uh, staying, you know, staying active in the community, just having fun and hanging out and drinking coffee and, you know, doing fun stuff. Yeah, yeah. Good. So I like easy. that. And uh, yeah. have you finally f- made the complete tour of all coffee spots in the greater Peoria area? Yeah, definitely. Um, we've We've definitely hit everyone. Uh, we've excluded some, uh, so we just <laughs> no. um, shun the some, non-believer. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we yeah we've tried them all, and uh, we love every one of them. Really, we just go to certain ones more than more, you know than the rest. So. Yeah, no, I get it. Some are more, um, you know, easier to get to. Uh, of course, the spot comes to Bartonville, right down the road from the church. Uh, they come to do the mobile, you know, with the mobile truck. Um, and then you have two two or three coffee shops that are maybe 10 minutes away from the church. Uh, but then you have some that are, like, kind of far off. So we, uh, yeah, we've been we've been hitting them all. We, we've actually kind of slacked a little bit trying to save money. I've been drinking out of the Keurig. Hmm. So, Sorry to hear right. that. Holly had to budget me with, uh, with the coffee because I was just going crazy. I'd go in there and I couldn't just get a cup cup of coffee i'd have to buy bags of coffee and coffee cups and all this stuff so <laughs> you know I, I was i was put on a limit 
what I don't understand is you have you have the the Ninja Coffee Bar, so why'd you have to mm-hmm. bump yeah. all the way back to the Keurig? Mm. Oh yeah, sorry, I should have been more clear. The Keurig is just for the office. Uh, when I'm ah. at, at the house, I'll I'll definitely do the Ninja or the pour over. Um, and sometimes I, I, I'll make that at the house, take it with me to the office, and then throughout the day I'll need another cup of coffee and I'll just do the Keurig. Oh, yeah. If I had a way to get decent coffee at the at where I work, I would probably have mm-hmm. it, I, I would, it easily 10, co- 10 cups every day. Because, you know, you get bored. Yeah. Have a cup of coffee. I just do one cup. Yeah, but you're not but a big coffee drinker, It's a very Sherman. big cup. <laughs> Well, I'm doing like, well, it fits five cups, and I fill it up, and then I drink it. But I drink it all throughout the day, mm. and it keeps it warm all day. See, mine does mm. four, and I got to drink it halfway through the morning because um, I'm one of these people that I drink coffee so I can poop. Oh. <laughs> oh okay. it, so, does, it does make you, it really does. It, it, it works. It keeps me on a schedule. Yep, it really does. Did I tell you that I had five shots of espresso in an Americano? Oh, a couple weeks ago. nice. It was really something I'm never going to do again. Why? I think I remember that day. It was really strong. I had a six-shot mm-hmm. day, and that was amazing. Man, it was a six-shot? Yeah. Oh, wow. My goodness. But I love They espresso. thought I was crazy for doing five. I was like the talk of the <laughs> coffee area. Which you you did it <laughs> five shots in that, in that one Americano, right? Yes. Yeah. I did... Six shots in like two hours. Oh, okay, okay. Never, I could do that. I think I've never had a shot of espresso. What? Yeah. That's, have, you never, have you never had an americana? That's the best way to judge coffee shops. Is you go in and you get the same the, the same shot. So if you do mm. dopio or I don't know if that's how you say it, but it's a double shot. Yeah. And uh, so I would just do double shot hot and drink it just so I could get that. I. I want to learn, like I said, I'm just, I'm nerding out of like, I'm, I may go work in a coffee shop so I can learn how yeah. to pull great espresso shots. And the mm. fact that Starbucks has a machine that does it all for the barista was like, I don't want to yes. work at Starbucks now. Yeah. yeah, that's what the spot has. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure they have one that does it for, I mean, it, well, I done it and it pretty much done it for me, so. <laughs> yeah, no, I want to, I want to, I want to know like what pressure I want to hit, my water temperature. I mean, I want to yeah. know all that stuff, the sweet science. Yeah. Mm. There's so. a, a coffee shop, and I think I probably, actually, I think I featured their coffee on here, CXT. Did I yeah. feature their coffee on here? That, yeah, if, it, if, if, if it's not on here, you've, you've, you've talked about it a lot recently. Yeah. It is really good. Their nitro cold brew is probably the best uh, cup of coffee that I've had. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's awesome. Which I went Sunday morning. I went full white girl. Mm-hmm. I had uh, went to Starbucks before rehearsal at Lifeline for the. You know, we were there for the five year anniversary service, and hey, ooh, awesome! And I got the. Uh, I wanted to grab breakfast before rehearsal, before the nine o'clock. And so I got a sandwich from Starbucks, and I got the cold brew with the pumpkin something like it's got the foam that's pumpkin. That's one of their so. Yes. I hope that's as white girl as I go this fall. You know what? I'm ready for full on white girl season. Mm. I've got my UGG boots. Oh, you're gonna look like Han Solo. <laughs> yes, four of him. <laughs> Oh gosh! Listen, well, 
<laughs> Anyways. Yeah, so. Hey, guys, has anybody read any good books lately? Oh, I'm I'm in the middle of reading Crushing by T.D. Jakes. Praise the Lord. And it's wrecking my soul. Mm. Yeah. It really is. I bought a T.D. Jakes, Jakes book before, and I did not like it. And this one has Which one was that? wrecked my life. Um, I think it was Destiny. I think it was called Destiny. Oh, he, he, he probably had to write that so he could stay on TV and... Yes. <laughs> I, felt, I felt like it was very Tony Robbins-ish. <laughs> Goodness gracious. <laughs> but this one is a, it is a power pack with anointing. I'm just sitting there the whole time just praying in the spirit while I'm reading it. I'm reading it in the spirit, you know. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Sherman, what about you? Um... <laughs> I'm trying to think of what book I've been reading because I've been reading one. Must be impactful. <laughs> Must be very impactful. Very impactful. Um, oh gosh, I can't think of the name of it. I really have been reading it though. <laughs> I will say that I am doing a um, weekly um, devotion book from um, John Maxwell, and mm. it's really good. Oh. It's a, of course on leadership, and every week I do that. And so the last week. I can't remember what it was exactly on, but one of the things to do during the week was to focus on Psalm 23, and so I spent mm. the whole week, every day I'd get up and I'd focus on Psalm 23. So oh, man, I, I love yeah. it when when these, when these pastors who are just, like, geniuses, um, mm-hmm. you can tell they know their stuff. When, they, when, when a guy is very intelligent and he preaches on the 23rd Psalm, it, it's mm-hmm. usually just blows my mind. Yeah. Um, the first sermon I ever heard from Matt Chandler, he preached out the 23rd Psalm. And it was... Hey, I did. Does that mean I'm a genius? I haven't heard your sermon yet. <laughs> we'll have to listen to Send it. Send me your notes. Yeah, I will. Um, oh, I know what I've been reading. Visioneering. Oh, that's a great book. Which is something what that... Was that uh, Andy Stanley? Yes, that's a good yeah. book. Uh, yeah, I need, to, so. I need to read that because Andy Stanley's just... And one of those freak shows that is so intelligent. Oh, his leadership podcast is amazing. Um, I think I'm currently reading a book that, if I had to guess, I believe both of you have probably read it, just based on um, who your pastor was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm reading Winning with People by John Maxwell. I have that book. I do too. And Pastor Scotty, Pastor Scotty told me to buy it. Is that who you're talking about? <laughs> That's who I'm talking about. Yes, he yeah. recommended it. And I did buy it, but I have not read it yet. Same. He just he, he just had all of West Logan read the book. Wow! So my mother in law borrowed my copy. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> now that y'all are out of the <laughs> way, nothing's going to stop yeah, me. We <laughs> I, love, I love him. I love him. He's he's going to be with me in October, so I'm excited. Oh, but exciting. he's not allowed at my church, so. <laughs> just not gonna acknowledge that. Um, yeah, so. I'm, just, I'm just kidding. Love you, Pastor Scotty. Yeah, like he listens to this. Yeah, probably not. Sometimes he does. So I finally finished. If oh, was that a good book? Uh, it finishes better than it starts. I have it. Um, near the the end of it, I finished while we were on vacation, and I loved it. Mm. Um, but there were two, there, there, the two books I read before that were amazing. Um, The Four Wheels of God by Emerson, 
Egrix or Egerix. I don't know how you say his last name. Um, okay, yeah. Which he's a, it's Dr. Emerson Egrix. Um, okay, I've heard the name. And so it's actually, um, it's an amazing book. Um, it really talks about dif- discerning the will of God in your life. Mm-hmm. And it simplifies it to where it's like, why haven't I been thinking about it this way my entire life? So yeah. um, if anybody, um, especially, you know, if you are, um, you know, young adult, kind of try to figure out what you want to do, I would suggest yeah. you pick that up. And um, I read this book in a day or two days. Evangelism as Exiles um, by Elliot Clark. Okay. Wow. And so uh, the guy was, he just talks about, um, what evangelism looks like in a post-Christian society, which um, is just, it's a crazy thought to think, you know, what I thought of evangelism was is not what it is because, you know, we, we're from a denomination that has, um, like, state evangelist. And yeah. so you think about evangelism is going from church to church preaching and having revival services, and it's like, that's not going to be a way to evangelize anymore because people yeah. don't want to come out to that stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's true, a, man. he just really talks about how we live in a post-Christian society. So uh, a true. great book that I picked up um, based on a review um, by one of Chris Nichols' friends from uh, seminary when they went to Liberty together. So that was awesome. a great read. And then I'm currently, like I said, reading Winning with People. That's cool. I, um, I just bought a book called Life Together um, by, and I hope I get this name right, it's, uh, uh, Lord, um, Diedrich Bonhoeffer? Bonhoeffer. Maybe? <laughs> Diedrich like Bonhoeffer. I, Bonhoeffer, yeah. I think that's do, you not, do you know anything yes, about Diedrich Bonhoeffer? It. I know um, about, I think he was killed, right? By who? He was killed in... He was uh, killed by the Nazis. Yeah, he was a spy. Yeah. I just, like, I dude just has a, heard about him. Dude has a crazy story. Yeah, I just now heard about him, so I'm pretty excited to yeah. dig into who he is. Yeah, I've heard of him and that book. Done any research? So the book is the book is really small. So I'm looking forward to like reading it in a couple days. So uh, I'm going to get through the crushing first, and and then read that book. That's a me. that's a good lineup going from. T.D. Jakes to Diedrich Bonhoeffer. Yeah, and then I'm going to read The Speed of Favor by Bishop Tim Hill. yes. Yeah. Nice. Yes. That's a good book. Hey, Tim. Bishop Tim. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, Bishop. Oh, nice. Tell you what. Well, um, you know what? Since we've talked about books, what have we been listening to? Anything new? Man, there's like barely any new music out. Yeah. Everything. I, I, I want someone to drop a new album, which uh, I'm. I, I think Des, you were you shared about the Belonging Company's new album. Yeah, I don't really like it that much. Oh no. Well, I take it back. I, I like it, but at the same time, there's a couple songs on there that I'm like, eh, you're not young and free. <laughs> but that's <laughs> the style. Yeah. It is. Leland's new album is incredible. I think. I just I, they just dropped that I, Friday, right? The yeah, full album. Down, they released two singles. Yes, I laid down listening to it. Like I went to bed to it, like a teddy bear. <laughs> yeah, I need to. I need to listen to that one. Hey, and a, you know what? A cool album 
um, from the guy who was in All Sons and Daughters. Really, Sherman? I'm sorry. I clicked on a song. And I didn't mean to. This guy is in All Sons and Daughters. He's the dude in All Sons and Daughters, and he released an album. Uh, his name's David Leonard, and it's called The Weight, um, and it is absolutely incredible. It's it's worship, but it's com- it's really different. It's got like hip hop beats to it, and it's really smooth. Um, I don't know. You were listening to it, yeah, and you, yeah, you really it liked good. it. It yeah. was it's really different. Hmm. Um, I've been well. I downloaded it, but I haven't actually. I've listened to a few songs. The McClure's. I hate that album. I think it's decent. You would. You like Southern Gospel. That's what I thought. It was very Southern well, Gospel. Yeah, but it's not completely Southern Gospel. I need to listen Jason to Crab. it. But and then Jason Crab is Southern Gospel. I love Andy Minio's new album. It's great. Really in the good. podcast feel, I was like, okay. That's he, you know what he took my idea. That's what I wanted to do. With uh, my I don't no, know if I he can't. took it or he struck first. When everyone's going to accuse you of taking his idea. Yeah, he struck first, and now I'm, now I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Scrap it all. <laughs> There's and Pat Barrett has a really good live album out right now. Cam- oh yeah, Canvas yeah. and Clay. Yeah. Uh, Rick Ross. <laughs> okay. Um, Speaking, hey, hold on. Speaking about this gap, and it, uh, there, I saw a video, I think last night, and then I kind of watched it for a second today of Kanye at a, like a Sunday service preaching or something. Anybody seen that? Oh yes. my goodness! Yes, yes, I did. Yes, he was preaching. Oh, my. okay. The part that got me the best was when. Tell him about it. <laughs> he was um, started talking, and they were talking about how good God is. Yep. And then what did he say? What was the line? He said, "Jesus, let's be specific." Yes. Oh, yes. And I'm like, oh my goodness. When he said that, my ears perked up, and I was like, okay, come on, Kanye. And then he said, he said, you know what? You can be a good person. He said, the road to hell is paved with people who thought they were good yes. people. Yes. And I'm like, you better preach, son. Yes. I mean, he was laying it out on the line. He wasn't sugarcoating nothing. And I was like. Okay, yeah. like Kanye's got some word. Yep, yep. So well, I'm definitely gonna go watch the whole thing now. Yes, it was awesome. <clears throat> I shouted three times. Yeah, I literally was in my kitchen three times, um, <laughs> and I was like shouting and doing a dance and give him your best praise. Yes, that's what I felt. Mm-hmm. It was good. I'm, I'm literally when they first started doing those uh, Sunday ser- services or whatever. Um, I was really weirded out by it because... Especially when they were, like, meeting in the middle of the desert and they were all wearing matching hoodies. Yes. That's what we were talking about. And they were, like, in circles, and I was like, this is weird. It's very cultish. Yeah. But what I seen from Sunday in Atlanta was pretty awesome. I love that. Aaron Aaron sent me... Aaron Stepp sent me a video of the first one, and it was of the band. And I was like, Mm -hmm. I want to love it, but I'm scared at the same time. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's been a lot of criticism, and also a lot of people have stepped up and said, this is a really good opportunity to pray for him mm-hmm. and for people to come into his life and really disciple him. Because, what, man, what if I'm excited? Have you seen the track list to his album? Oh, I yeah. Have not. It is nothing but like Jesus. Like, yeah. He's the, coming the out. The album with the title album. is called Jesus is King. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, so. I, I'll be honest, I don't follow Kanye that much just because. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like his life outside of music is just one big dumpster fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And I've always been a Kanye fan. I'm biased. I listen. Comic-Con. I love his. I love his music, and and the dude was, I mean, he's made a real name for himself as a as as you know the artist. Yeah. But let's be legit. He was an amazing producer before he was the artist. Mm-hmm. He was the producer first. Yeah. I think it's crazy his like his story. Like he just handed this burnt disc to Jay Z and was like, "Hey, this is my beats. These are my beats. Listen to them." And he got placed before anybody ever knew him. He was on Jay Z's albums. That's, that's nuts. Yeah, that's insane. No, yep. that's insane. He's been doing it for a long, long time. And then he just started rapping. And then, oh, by the way, I can rap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's really <laughs> that's what ins- it was like. That's crazy. Yep. And then he became my pastor. <laughs> <laughs> Pastor oh, Con, yeah, uh, <laughs> taking me to church. Someone said on <laughs> some Facebook, "Let's pray for Brother Kanye." <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brother Kanye, that's awesome. Yeah, I just want to give a disclaimer. I don't listen to Rick Ross, so <laughs> I mentioned him earlier. You don't? <laughs> I, no, I'm, no. What I happened don't. to Rick Ross Fridays? That was yeah. That was a yeah. I, I remember that. <laughs> so that was you me and you. you. That was that me was and me you. Fish. Rick Ross we Fridays. Take, <laughs> we, we would take would... selfies and try to look like Rick Ross. I guess <laughs> we would dress up <laughs> like Rick. Come Ross? up with that. I don't know. <laughs> but me and you had those dark sunglasses on, and then you would throw on a black Ooh, yeah. shirt and a black jacket. And, yes. and I think one time yeah. I had my watch hanging out my my Echo jacket that was made to look mm. like a members only jacket. <laughs> Rick Ross Friday. <laughs> yeah, I remember that, man. That Ralph. Good times. Good times. Bose. <laughs> People are probably listening like, who are they talking about? That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> Don't look him up. <laughs> no, no. I mean, what, oh, you're fine Lord. with him looking up Kanye? Yeah. Mm, like believe, early yeah. Kanye? Early Kanye? Well, yeah, because it shows where he's came from. Pre, uh, 808s and Heartbreak Kanye. Mm, okay. The first, like the first two albums, late registration, college, well, college dropout was the first one. Late registration, and then graduation. Absolutely, those are great albums. I'm just. What about content for the believer? <laughs> Edited. Just get it from Walmart. Okay, you get the Walmart version. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I always sold it to mom. Like, mom, it's from Walmart. It doesn't cuss. Uh, if, like they probably if, don't have edit. If it has the gray box and the E, pass on it. They're still a family-oriented place. (laughs) Somewhere in this world. (laughs) Well, I think, talking about the music we listen to and where to find it, let's talk about the Book of James. Mm. What about coffee? (gasps) Yeah, what about our coffee? How could could we forget? Oh, my gosh, because... The cup's been sitting here staring at me, getting cold. Forgive me, little bean. Forgive me. (laughs) (laughs) My precious little bean. (laughs) Uh, That should be Sherman's nickname. (laughs) (laughs) This fish and little bean. (laughs) It's about time I got a nickname. (laughs) Oh, little bean. (laughs) Um, We'll go with it. Uh, if anyone feels like there's a better nickname for Sherman that you can share on the podcast, feel free to. The send best it thing to is, it. the best thing is up in my apartment. I have got some pinto beans 
uh, slow cooking. So, Hallelujah. See, that makes yeah. sense. Pinto beans and cornbread. I'm going true West Virginian. So, <laughs> so is your apartment in the church? Yes, it is above the church. I hear so you. I am on that campus. That doesn't happen much these days. No. You heard you heard stories uh, from the older pastors of how they would live in the bottom of the church and... Like Dr. Hurt had a yeah, thank church. Yeah, I'm on he, top and not on the bottom. <laughs> Dr. Hurt lived in the basement of a church in North Dakota or something like that. In North Dakota? <laughs> yeah, North Dakota. Hey, you, you guys okay? <laughs> About... <laughs> I got choked on a candy corn. <laughs> Candy corn. <laughs> I took a candy corn down the wrong, the wrong pipe. <laughs> I thought it would be nice to have a bowl of candy corn for him, and he's getting choked on it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> anyway, coffee. Oh, but yeah. Gosh. Yeah. So. <sighs> Hallelujah. What are you guys drinking? <laughs> Bless this Lord. Um, we are drinking Door County Coffee, caramel apple flavored. And this is from a place called Tanner's Orchard, and mm. uh, right outside of Peoria, Illinois. And it is probably the place that angels go to rest. It's just a, an amazing place. And I got this coffee from there, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's really good. It's caramel apple flavored again, like I said. And uh, so it's good. It's their coffee of choice. It's their brand of coffee, but it's they they uh, they get it from Wisconsin. So. Go Badgers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cheeseheads. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and and Sherman, that's what you're drinking too? Yes, yes. Uh, I thought you'd be I'm having doing. hot chocolate, little bean. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've graduated to real coffee, so. Well, I'm having, um, we when we came back from, um, the Dominican Republic. We flew out uh, in and out of Char or uh, Cincinnati, Ohio, and so we were up there, and we checked out our favorite grocery store in the history of all grocery stores, and that's mm-hmm. Jungle Gems. Oh, I want to go so, there. Okay, I've heard of that. So we found a, this little this bag of coffee from a place um, outside of Cincinnati. Um, it's called La Crema Coffee Company. And so tonight I am drinking Brazilian Sunset, which is almond, coconut, and caramel. That Ooh. sounds amazing. Yeah. Okay, so is it a very strong? <laughs> Why are you laughing? Is it, <laughs> is it a very strong coconut? Yeah. I don't Listen, I need to give some context. I just, okay. I, I, need, I need our listeners to know. This may be the last one we do since <laughs> Tweedledee and Tweedledodo are in the same room. I just listen, I need oh, to give some context. Sherman is literally trying to kill this massive a hornet or something. So if y'all hear a scream, it's because we're getting stung because Sherman is trying to kill it with an envelope. Sherman, sit down. Leave it be. I just want to drink my coffee. I don't want stung, okay? But I was wanting to know, like, uh, with the... Would I like it? Because I don't like coconut. Would I like what you're drinking? If you don't like coconut, then you won't like it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what were they? Almond, coconut, and caramel. He he likes coconut rum. (laughs) Boys, here's to a good month. 
Yes. I'm excited yes. about this cup of Let's, coffee. Uh, I just tried mine. It was amazing. Oh, man, it's good. Oh. Yeah, that's good. Wow. It um, tastes like... Um, <laughs> Caramel apple. Yeah, it really does. But you know how some, some coffees, they have the name on there, but it doesn't taste like it. You know what I mean? Like, it's just small little hints, but this is very, like, it's really caramel apple. Oh, I'm excited. I, yeah. I need to try that one. Someone send me yeah, a bag. Yeah, It's really good. Yeah. I, I really like it. It's probably one of my favorite coffees, I'd oh. say. Awesome. One, hey. of my, one of my top coffees that we've had on this podcast. Well, I'm glad to hear that. And They uh, also have a pumpkin spice flavor if you want to get your white girl on. I'm I mean, caramel apple's that. not far from white girl. Yeah, absolutely not. Do you have the pumpkin spice? Yes, I do. Okay, so maybe when I come over, we could try it. Maybe. <laughs> so, are y'all hanging out like at least once or twice a week? Once a week, pretty usually. much. I'm gonna say he's yeah. only an hour away. Yeah, yeah, and you can actually once you hit the like the highway, you can probably get there in like 40 minutes. Yeah, oh, that's not yeah. bad at yeah. all. Yeah, yeah, so it's easy. It's really easy to to pop over. Yeah, it's not that bad of a drive. Um, so yeah. Oh, I see him a little bit too much than I want to. But. Mm-hmm. Lies. I'd, That's a lie. I'd prefer, I'd prefer once a month. Like <laughs> Another, lie. Another lie. Another <laughs> lie. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Yeah. Oh, pretty pretty awesome. We went to, uh, we did go to the Pumpkin Festival in Morton. We did. Well, no one cares. <laughs> and actually, I'm going to say this on, on the podcast. Tell them how disappointed we were. Milton. Pumpkin Festival in West Virginia was better. I won't go that far, but <laughs> what? I, I was disappointed in the Martin Pumpkin Festival. Okay, he's all in it for the rides and the food. I'm all in it for the vendors and the cool pumpkin. That's things. true. Wait, That's wait, true. wait, wait, wait. So there's a Milton Pumpkin. Fe- are you talking about like Pumpkin no. House in Canova? No, the Milton Pumpkin Festival in in Milton. You've never been to it? I've only been to the Pumpkin House in Canova. Bro, you've got to go to yeah. the Milton Pumpkin Festival. It's so legit. Well, Why do I need to go? It's huge. It's it's okay. Fish, Sherman doesn't like it because fish, there's a you, lot of vendors. If you love a gigantic flea market, then go. No. Okay. It's got thank coffee. You. Well, it's if you a, like drinking coffee you just need to check at a out. major flea market, go. They grill corn right in the middle mm. of the festival. Mm. How do you not like that? They grill mm. corn at the state fair. Thank you. It's like the state fair, <laughs> except it's pumpkins. <laughs> They got they got like the chainsaw ride and all that stuff. Yeah. They got a clown that'll yeah. talk about my mother. Yeah. Well. Well, they do I now. Was disapp- <laughs> <laughs> I was disappointed in the Morton Pumpkin Festival here because they was- didn't have the huge pumpkin. Yeah. They had like a five hundred pound pumpkin, but then when we got there, it was not there. And there was supposed to be a pumpkin chucking, pumpkin, ch- pumpkin, <laughs> pumpkin, chucking. pumpkin. <laughs> Pumpkin, pumpkin chucking, yeah. pumpkin chucking and contest, they, and they decided that they were no longer having that because of state laws against yeah, welcome to uh, Illinois. Yeah, against guns. Thanks a lot, Chicago. So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. Who's gonna chuck a pumpkin at someone to kill somebody though? Well, oh wow. <laughs> well, Sorry. I, well, that is possible. Yeah. True. Yeah. Well, I mean, so. and and there could be accidental things like that. Mm. Makes me think of an episode of The Office when Michael threw a watermelon yes. onto a trampoline <laughs> yes. and it yes. hit Stanley's Chrysler 300. <laughs> yes, that was a, an amazing episode. Yes, that was epic. I love that. 
Oh. So do you Can guys you? have any any anything else y'all want to share about fall? I will I will share one thing. <laughs> because you mentioned the office. <laughs> and <laughs> And one of my favorite episodes was when if I get stung, I'm killing you. <laughs> the wasp is like swar- swarming around us. Um one of my fa- the best things is when um Dwight has the hay day, you know? Like yeah. The hay, the hay place or whatever. Yes. How epic would that be if we created that? I think we should have one, a Native Souls hay Well, day. I mean, even though it's a fictional show, mm. someone's job was to put all that hay in that parking lot. And then someone's job was to take all of that hay out of that parking lot. <laughs> yeah, spot. very true. Very true. That's the thing nightmares are made out of. Yeah, could you imagine... Yes, very true. That's very true. Yeah. So, guys, as but much I as I love, epic. much as I've enjoyed hey. shooting the bull here, <laughs> let's 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 do something like that's that's that that people come to listen to our podcast for. Okay. Like I don't know, y'all want to talk about something? Let's um, talk about the Bible. Yeah. Why not? I'm I'm feeling like I want to open up the Word tonight. I like the Bible. Mm. Me too. What's your favorite book? James. <laughs> Fish. Hosea. Oh, okay, okay. Mine is Proverbs. Mm. And okay. I love in Old Testament Proverbs, New Testament Ephesians, which I'm doing a series on this month. We get it. Do you like Shameless Ephesians? plug. I, I do love Ephesians. Yeah. So, we are going tonight, we're going to just do a, we're going to read through James chapter 3 together, and then share <clears throat> our thoughts and feelings, and uh, just see what the Lord's speaking to us, so. Um, how, how many actually brought their Bible? Uh, my, my Bible's right in front of me. Do you have your, do you have your Bible fish? I just okay. said my Bible's right in front of me. Because we, we just have our... Okay. Yeah, he just he just said it. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I, th- I really feel like the coffee is kicking in with Sherman. I, I really feel like it's kicking in. He's sitting here and he's just bouncing up and down. Like I'm really I am, nervous. I am very jittery. <laughs> the coffee is strong. Poor guy. All he hears is brain. Um. So yeah, I have my um, New American Standard Study Bible, and then also okay. um, I have a New Testament Concordance. Nice. And then I have my phone with my Blue Letter app, and then my other translations on uh, the Bible app. So there is a Blue Letter app. I'm gonna check yeah. that out. It's I nice. have I get on the Blue Letter Bible website all the time, but I did not realize there was an app. There's an app. There's an app okay. for that. I am in the CSB, which was formerly the HCSB. Okay. Oh, nice. I love that one. I am kicking it old school with a new twist. New King James Version. (laughs) With a new twist. (laughs) So, you know, that's just how I roll. Pepsi with a hint of lime. (laughs) I'm reading from the Greek text today. It might as well that's be. That's the that's the original <laughs> classic with a <laughs> the twist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> wow. <clears throat> and then, so, let me see here. Let me look at what... James chapter 3. James chapter 3. Um, if you have your Bibles with you today, <laughs> listeners, we're going to be in James chapter 3. Would you stand for the reading of God's Word? <laughs> Lift up your Bibles when you find it. <laughs> all right, there's 18, so we will all read six verses. Okay. Perfect. Man, just crunch that number right in my head. That's impressive. Out. Yeah. Because I that suck means. at math. So, um... Let me see here. I will just start read the first six verses. Awesome. <clears throat> James next. James chapter three. I'll wait for Sherman to settle. Yeah, he just starts laughing. He's just <laughs> sorry. My mind is wandering tonight. Let not many of you become teachers, my brethren, knowing that as such we will incur a stricter judgment. For we all stumble in many ways. If anyone does not stumble in what he says, he is a perfect man, able to bridle the whole body as well. Now, if we put the bits into the horse's mouth so that they will obey us, we direct the entire their entire body as well. Look at the ships also. Though they are so great and driven by strong winds, uh, are still directed by a very small rudder wherever the inclination of the pilot desires. So also the tongue is a small part of the body, and yet it boasts of great things. See how great a forest is set aflame by such a small fire. And the tongue is a fire, the very world of iniquity. The tongue is set among our members as, the, as that which defiles the entire body and sets on fire the course of our life and is set on fire by hell. Oh, are we? Are we just gonna read all through? We're reading all through, right? Yeah. Come on, sir. I'm sorry, I didn't know. We literally you. just discussed it. I'm so sorry, I didn't know if you were gonna read the first six and then we talk about it and then read six. Okay. Oh gosh. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Fish, would you just continue? For every species of beasts and birds, of reptiles and creatures of the sea is tamed and has been tamed by the human race. But no one can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil and full of deadly poison. With it we bless our Lord and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in the likeness of God. For the same mouth come both blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be this way. Does not a fountain send out from the same opening both fresh and bitter water? Can a fig tree, my brethren, produce olives, or a vine produce figs? Nor can salt water produce fresh. Who among you is wise and understanding? Let him show by his good behavior his deeds in the gentleness of wisdom. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your heart, do not be arrogant and so lie against the truth. The wisdom is not that which comes down from above, but is earthly, natural, demonic. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there is a disorder in every evil thing. 
But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, reasonable, full of mercy and good fruits, unwavering without hypocrisy. And the seed whose fruit is righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. Amen. Yes. <clears throat> the the uh... So as someone who's who's placed both feet in my mouth many times, yeah, this has always been the one that um, when I think that I'm righteous of my own works or holy of my own nature, I can just refer back to James chapter three, and God yeah. can be like, "Nope, not you, bud." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. <clears throat> I think that, I mean, just kind of going back on a situation a couple weeks ago um, where literally I wanted so much to cut with my words because I could have. Um, I had to I had to step away um, from the situation. And that's the one thing that I've really just been been praying about and seeking about. Like, Lord, thank you for that for that moment, because it ended up being better on my part that I didn't respond and didn't and didn't respond you know using the words um that I wanted to and not meaning you know not many cuss words but I really could have I was getting yelled at basically Mm -hmm. and I really really wanted to respond and I had to just kind of take a second Lord Lord please help me control my words and I'm so thankful now uh that I did because actually the situation uh was rectified and uh, God kind of just worked it out. So um, who knows what would have happened if uh, if that wouldn't have happened. So, yeah, because yeah. if you would have um, used your words as probably, um, you know, anyone had said you were within your rights to do so, it would have escalated yeah. the situation even worse. And yes, um, it just gets back to, um, you know, uh, uh, things, you, things you hear in the Bible a lot, especially in the Old Testament, is... Uh, God will fight your battles. You just need to only be still. Yes. And I mean that, yeah. and I think sometimes people talk about being still means that I'm not fighting physically with the thing, but I need to keep my tongue still just as much as I need to keep my hands still. Yep. Yep. That's very true. And <clears throat> I like what verse one says, because a lot of times when we talk about being called into ministry, it automatically means... Oh, mm-hmm. we're going to be a teacher. We're going to be a preacher, but um, I, I think we're we're all called to a purpose, and not not everybody's going to be to a stage or the pulpit or a microphone or you mm-hmm. know any of that. So, I like what it says when it says, "Not many should become teachers, my brothers, because you know that we will receive a stricter judgment." Like I, I mean, I've kind of taught that before. Not everybody has to be a preacher. Mm-hmm. Not everybody has to be a teacher, but we're all called to be a part of the Great Commission. Yeah, so, absolutely. I, I like that. I love that first verse. Yeah. This past Sunday, I even in uh, my message talked about how, you know, sometimes if we're not careful, we want the bigger things, and we want the uh, the lights and the you know we want the big ministry yeah. instead. You know, and when God first calls us, sometimes He hands us the small things to see if we're available for those small things. And then once we get past those small things, it gives us a little bit bigger thing. But um, what if part of our issue in our church culture has become we only look at small things as a part of the process that we have to graduate from? 
And yeah, so yeah. so we kind of miss out on the part of the journey where, you know, if, I, if, if I'm not happy with the size of my church, then I'm only mm-hmm. working to get the next thing. And so then right. I'm not looking for what God's given me where I'm at. I'm just looking for what he's saying to where I'm going. Yeah. 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 That's an awesome point. A few years ago, I felt like that's where I was in ministry. Like I was always looking at the next thing, no matter... I would get to a certain point and uh, to a new step, and then as soon as I got to that place, I'd be looking for the next thing. And one day, literally, the Lord just, I had a revelation in the Lord, and the Lord was like, just focus on where you are now and enjoy where you are now. You know, enjoy the calling that I have placed in your hands at this moment. And uh, from that moment on, I just was like, okay, God. So um, even if I do feel like there's more for me or a bigger uh, position for me in the future, I just want to focus and be where I'm at at this moment mm-hmm. and do everything that I can in God's, in uh, the calling that God has presented to me right now. So I think that's very important. I like how yeah, you it's, that that's out. where, uh, I mean, that's just where I feel like my heart has to, I have to remind myself to stay mm-hmm. in that posture because yeah. um, I, I have, I don't have many regrets in my life, but a lot of them come from um, wishing away what I had for something and then just truly living out the grass is always greener on the other side. Yeah. And as soon as you get over, like, it's just, you know, um, one of those things was like, I couldn't wait to move out of my parents' house as a teenager. Mm -hmm. And then I moved out and I was just like, I just want to go back. (laughs) I don't want to pay bills anymore. Absolutely. Yep. It's kind of like when I had my, uh, junker of a car. You know, my grandpa had given it to me. It was old, and it was always breaking down. And I couldn't wait till I got a new car, and I finally got a new car. And then when I'm paying the payment, I'm like, oh, I wish I had my old clunker again. Yeah, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I hate this payment. But it's it's funny how we get to the places where we think that we want, and then we look back and thinking, oh, I really enjoyed that moment, even though I didn't realize I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, so. and God's funny in such a way that the opposite is true, too, of... I didn't want what he was telling me. Like, I didn't want to do what he was telling me to do. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, I don't want this. And then when, when finally I obeyed and did it, you know, as he instructed me, it was so good. Like, I mean, that's, it's just so funny how fickle yeah. we are as people. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. I like what verse 2 says. Uh, For we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word... He is a perfect man, or he's a mature man, able also to bridle the whole body. Mm. Um, that's amazing. Like when you uh, don't stumble in your wording and when you don't stumble in, uh, you know, getting heated and saying things that you shouldn't say, that's when you become mature. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. I think we all could learn from that. Like, you know, there are some days where I don't say exactly what I should say. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 you know. and then coming from Paul, it's words yeah. that we use that have no purpose to advance the kingdom of God. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah, he so. hits on that of like, you know, your wasted words are just as much a sin as curse words or as gossip. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And it's so like, true. And so that, I mean, for Paul to say that, it's such a heavy statement just because of what Paul believes, um, you know, how powerful our words are, not just in how we say and what we say, but mm-hmm. the intentions behind them and what their purpose, you know, what the purpose of our words are. Yeah. yeah. And what a beautiful analogy to, uh, I mean, 
the tongue really is uh, is I mean it's strong. Uh, chapter or verse four. Consider ships, though very large and driven by fierce winds, they are guided by a very small uh, rudder wherever the will of the pilot directs. And it says, so too, the tongue is a small part of the body, and it boasts great things. Consider how a small fire sets ablaze a large forest. That, wow. That's crazy to understand that we can do so much damage mm-hmm. uh, just by our words. And we are so strong people in, in these strong vessels. However, the tongue is what can be our weak part. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it's so crazy. And there, there are so many people though that I've seen, even in ministry and outside of ministry, that they would have a whole lot more going for them if they didn't talk <laughs> they the just way they shut did. Their mouth. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. like, man, you have so much going for you, but then you open your mouth and you're yeah. like, oh, yeah. why are you t- saying that? You know, mm-hmm. there's so much packed in this. Yeah, in this I mean, it, and uh, I mean, it says life and death come from the tongue. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, it's very important what we speak. Um, what, that shows the desires of our heart, I think. Yeah, I mean, it, things out, of the, out of the abundance of the heart, that's the mouth speaks. Yeah, that's what I was getting ready to yeah. say. So, uh, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a tail. Our tongue's a tail of what's in our spirit. Yeah, yeah. that's right. That's yeah. right. I, I love verse 9. It says, With it we bless our God and Father, yes. and with it we curse men who have been made in the similitude of God. You know, which is in the likeness of God. Yeah. Wow. You know, we've been made in the likeness of God. Yeah. And yet, sometimes we curse me. You know? that's so no, true. no, that's such a profound thought. I'm pulling it my. Is. I'm pulling my journal journal out now. It really um, is because let me find this. Um, whenever I mean, New York announced, you know their their ruling or their mm-hmm. their state stance. Um, on abortion, it moved mm-hmm. me uh, to just I needed to write what I was feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's see. I mean, I will just uh, it. So the I read I was I read my daily devotion daily with the King that day, and uh, and I'll just read my whole post. That'll make it easier. That is the glory of the disciple of Christ. He is burdened only to fly, and he is put to death only to live. And that's W. Glenn Evans. Mm, I love that book. And so I put, Our land is distraught. New York passed a bill allowing abortions all the way until the third trimester. They say it's for the protection of the mother's life we know better. The line between pro-life and pro-choice is rather small, about the size of a peanut, maybe smaller. Mm. And in that, I'm referencing a fetus. They don't believe that life begins at conception and that we are trying to protect something they deem not alive is just nonsense to them. With that said, it's New York, and I expect it. I expect sinners to sin. But I want to be like Jesus. Therefore, as much as I grieve over the murder of unborn, of the unborn, I must grieve over my father's lost sheep. And here's the quote. Yeah. Yeah. It's easy to forget that in this war... My master loves those on the other side just as much as he loves me. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah wow. that's good. And so that's really, you that's know, good. I read all of that to really bring out that last quote. Mm-hmm. Jesus yeah, loves, good. he died for those people that I disagree yeah. with, that have different opinions of me. Those that are alive, that are living in sin, I mean, the ones that, that smear his name every chance they get. Mm-hmm. He loves them just as much as he loves me. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's and amazing, we, isn't and it? And we can't, 
And, and that's, that's so true, Fish. We can't get into this habit of blessing the Father mm-hmm. and then turning around and blessing what He created. Yeah, yeah. we can't. And, like, I, it, I, it really takes me, takes me to, you think about these heated well, debates we read on created, Facebook, and, and people will, they, they weaponize Scripture yes, absolutely. To, to prove their point to people. And, and it's an argument not for the sake of, of education or getting yep. to know the person. It's all about winning at that point. That's exactly right. And if you look at what Jesus did, his ministry to people, I don't think was ever about winning per se. Come like he didn't want to be, on. he didn't just preach the gospel to be better than the Pharisees. Yep. Yeah. That's so now. true. You even go down to verse 10. It says out of the same mouth, proceed blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be so. Does a spring send forth fresh water and bitter from the same opening? Can a fig tree, my brethren, bear olives, or a grapevine bear bear figs? Thus no spring yields both salt water and fresh. Wow. Yeah. You know, I in a roundabout way uh, preached on this uh, Sunday uh, where, you know, there were a couple of uh, things I heard and... I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to be too specific because I don't. Um, you know, I don't want anybody to think I'm talking about them. But there was just some things, um, some comments from uh, some people that that said, uh, "Why, you know, why are we getting him to come preach? He lets anybody in his church." Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, well, shouldn't we let anybody in our church? Yeah. And these same people, bless God, on a Sunday, didn't say something like that. Mm-hmm. And that's where. This scripture holds so much weight. Is yeah. we can't, we can't uh, have a blessing and a curse coming out yeah. of the same of the same time. We can't bless God on a Sunday morning and then walk out and treat people like they shouldn't come into our church. Yeah, those are the people that need to be in our church. That's so true. Uh, so that's just yeah that that scripture holds some weight. Well, we're so quick. The church as a whole is so quick that when somebody does something that they don't agree with, they automatically just write them off. Yeah. And they automatically oh, we, just say, we, we all line up to point our fingers and, and mm-hmm. cry yeah. heretic. Yeah. Yep. And yep. send them to hell and say that they're going to burst it wide open. When yeah. I mean, that's just horrible. I've I never mean, looked, I've never looked at somebody myself and said, man, I hope they just fall flat on their face. And I said that, uh, uh, it kind of lines up with my message on Sunday. I said the same thing. Like, since when did Christians become the people who just sit back and say, man, I hope they fail yeah. at everything they do because they don't line up with exactly what we believe? No, we should yeah. be saying, you know what? I don't exactly um, agree with what they're doing, but yeah. I'm just going to pray that God moves in their heart. You know, I've had to know? check myself on that before. Yeah, I've I think to, we all I've had have. to check myself. Yeah, I mean, just being, being you know, you know um, authentic and real about it is there's sometimes yeah. that I feel like um, for me it's, my feelings about Joel Osteen. I know we laugh and we joke Amen. about him, but I mean, there's sometimes I'm like, okay, you know, yeah, I need to chill with that. Yes. And the church as a whole needs to chill with that. And, Absolutely. and under like, understand he's not my pastor. I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not taking my, my growth from him. That's um, right. But at the same time, I don't need to put on this, you know, I don't need to show a side of the church to people who don't believe or who are on the That's fringe right. of believing, and just yeah. so they yeah. see me trash, trash him, and and it's really like <clears throat> there's there's become a heavy portion of believers that 
we really just we choose to throw the baby out with the dirty bath, bath water to to mm-hmm. use an old yeah. analogy. Yeah. Um, just this weekend, um, there was a post um, out of Charlotte on Facebook. It was an it linked to an article, um, but it was just it was a quote by Stephen Furtick that he didn't play a video clip of Stephen saying it or like he the writer quoted it himself and so mm, yeah just his first sentence you could tell that it didn't yeah. matter what Stephen Furtick did this guy had yeah. wasn't going to be down with it and yeah. it got to the point of you know what you just said the question was this guy lets anybody in his church why do we want him here and I was like, wow. and that's what I, I commented on this post. said, it doesn't matter what Stephen Furtick says. They're going to find issue with it. And then I quoted um, just, you know, in jest of, hi, I'm Stephen Furtick. Welcome to Elevation Church. This guy w- welcomes sinners into his church. Heretic, heretic. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And it's like, you know, come on. I mean, and, and, and I've had conversations, um, you know, I think something that uh, our, we... Um, as ministers, um, I think our battle is going to be with um, holiness as a lifestyle choice and not just yeah. um, a clothing option and what that means mm-hmm. for the church as a Come whole. Yeah. And so what what I mean by that is that how do we present the gospel and and have a church culture that is accepting to the homosexual but mm-hmm. challenges him to not live his life in that way. Oh, yeah. Wow, yeah. yeah. Because that's the thing is, and I've had conversations with people of, you know, that door on Sunday, on and whenever there's service, that door should always be open to the homosexual. That's right. Yep. They that's should right. always be welcome in our churches. Now, that's exactly right. there has to be a lifestyle change based on what your church believes. Um, yep. And if you're, if you're a Bible-believing church then there's got to be a choice made by them if they want to progress further into the church. And sometimes I think it's like we just yes, we put exactly. out there that exactly. until you're right, you can't come in the door. No, it's you're welcome in the door anytime, yep. but you can't get on the stage or in any Man, form of yeah. leadership or serving in that nature until you're yep. at least admitting, hey, I'm working on this. Wow, yeah. yeah. I actually just I just preached um, this past Sunday on Zacchaeus. Uh, I'm doing a, a sermon uh, called Fixer, or a sermon series called Fixer Upper, and basically this this past Sunday was what that was about. Jesus chose to came to come to Zacchaeus's house before Zacchaeus had a chance to clean it up. He chose. He's seen Zacchaeus way before, mm-hmm. and so many times we try to do that whole uh, two-hour prep for people coming over. Yeah. Uh, before they actually come over, uh, they you know we want a little bit of time. We you know Jesus, you can come over, but give me about a week to clean. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but 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 Jesus comes while we were sinners. While we are still sinners, Jesus comes to our house right. and wants to wants to clean us. So, while so we that, were still yet sinners, so Christ true. died for us. Yep. That is exactly the the scripture I used. I mean, while while he was your enemy, or while yes. you were his enemy, he died for yes. you. And that's that's man that that right there holds so much weight uh, to how we should look at people and people who are not uh, in the household of 
faith. And you, you hit the nail on the head, you know, with with the homosexuals who will come in. And, and yes, we need to disciple them. We need to walk with them throughout this life. But we can't just throw them up on the stage if they haven't made a decision mm-hmm. uh, to change their lifestyle. And, um, you know, struggling with it, you know, is one thing. But, you know, living in it and choosing to live in it is another thing. Yeah. yeah. And we they need that will that will be willing to walk with them and literally disciple them. Mm-hmm. Uh, just look at the life of Jesus. Jesus walked with the guy who was going to betray him. Yeah, he walked with the guy who was going to hand him over to be killed. Yeah. he still walked with him, and and Judas was still his disciple. So, what does that say about us? What does that say about you know who we need to walk with and and how easy it is for us to just cast people out? Mm-hmm. You know, there was a guy. And I know he'll never listen to this podcast, <laughs> but if he does, you know what? It's a testament. There was a guy who's been that I've been meeting with, and let me tell you something. This dude is crazy. I mean, he's he told me yesterday that there are extraterrestrials, and God is coming back for them too. And I'm like, all right, you know, I don't know where that's at. And he's talking about, you know, uh, his bells. He has bells all over his house because they ward off evil spirit. You know, he's out there. But you know what? The more I talk with him, the more I understand that his heart is literally searching for God and me and a brother in the church it it got to pray with him yesterday and we got to just just bless him and pour out into him and 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 pray over him and in that moment you could tell literally peace come to this man and was it in our prayers no but Jesus Jesus was the one Mm -hmm. that came into that room Mm -hmm. and gave him peace and that was the beautiful part about we didn't as crazy as he is we didn't cast him out I mean he's got some issues uh, but we didn't we didn't cast him out. We walked with him, and I have to continue to walk with him, just like Jesus did with his disciples, and just yeah. like we need to do with everybody that comes into the church. Yeah, yeah. It's I think time. If we're not t- careful. Go ahead, Chairman. Sorry. I think if we're not careful, we'll uh, look at people. We'll hear about those people. Um, we'll form an opinion of somebody before we even know them. Absolutely. And I think it's very important. You know, you mentioned like the Joel Osteen, the Stephen Furtick, um, you know, the person down the street that somebody tells you about. And, uh, you know, we'll form, form an opinion without even really knowing who they are yep. or, you know, where they come from. And really, I've learned in my few years that I don't want to form an opinion of somebody that I don't know. Absolutely. Because everybody has a story. And I think uh, just like what you said with that guy, you know, you could have formed an opinion, probably did right. kind of form an opinion I when did. you first met him. I did. I told you about my opinion. But once you get into his story and once you see God working, yes. that becomes a, it becomes real. It's it amazing. Becomes something. amazing. And I think yeah. we as a church need to step away from just putting labels on people and just, uh, you know, saying, well, this one said that one and, you know, they believe this and they believe that. So we're just going to mark them off. No. Let's know that if you don't know yeah. them, then don't say anything about them. You know that's my yeah. that's my kind of go to philosophy for myself. If somebody tells me about something, but I'm like I don't know them, I can't form an opinion. You know, and and why do we as Christians always try to smell the smoke of the fire that people have been through? Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah. When God when God was in them with the fire, he was with them, and when they come out of that fire, the smell of smoke's not on them, so why mm-hmm. do we try to smell the smoke? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's so true. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. why do we try to label people by what they've been through or what mm-hmm. they're going through when when Jesus doesn't do that? Yeah. Man, that hits me. Well, well, God said that we're created a new man. You know, yes. we're not the same person, yes. so when we come to Christ, we're not that old person anymore. Yeah, we we're, were, we're... We're created new. Yeah. We were... Uh, Sunday, and, we um, were talking in our devotion um, before as a worship team, and... 
Um, you know, I love this thing of we talk about God's forgiveness and what he's forgiven us of. But a freeing thought for me is that, you know, for people will talk about um, when we ask forgiveness of our sins, our sins are thrown in the sea of forgetfulness. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, we attrib- we look at God and be like, he knows he knows your past. He knows who you are without him. Yeah. yeah. But a freeing thing about me or that I about that statement of he throws our sins in the sea of forgetfulness is that sometimes I bring things to God that that he's forgotten. Mm-hmm. In such a way of like yeah. God, you wow, know what kind on, of man. person I am. You know and like no, he doesn't even look at you that way. Yeah. Wow. Like, That's good stuff. Like, like someone's talking about, you know, and that gets back to, you know, um, that scripture talking about made in the image of God is that if we would try to look at people the way God looks at people, you know, the way God, if, if, if I can see my brother or my sister and, and try to view them with the eyes that God sees yeah. them in, then I'm not going to be so quick to, to yeah. slash them or to attack them. And, you know, for me, it's just, yeah. you know, yeah, I think I, about, I um, you know, everybody talks about how dads have to go behind everyone in the house and turn off the lights because, you know, they want to save the power right. bill. I think it's time for us to, uh, as believers, to stop going behind God and shutting doors he opens. Come oh, on. That's yeah, good. That's That'll good preach. Uh, you know, stuff. I love what uh, Jesus, when he prayed, uh, he prayed to God and he said, Lord, even as you and I are one. Make these people as one. Yeah. Because when, and he even told God, he said, when they walk together as one, then they will know that you are the one that sent me. And that is powerful. Like, that really changed my outlook because if I'm constantly bashing a brother and sister in Christ, especially outwardly, like we're on a platform or uh, on social media or whatever it is, then that sows division. Mm-hmm. And that shows that God, people look at that and think, wow, is this Christian thing even really exactly. real? Yeah, exactly. Is it really what it's Yeah, how do we look any different? How do we look yeah. any different from people the world watch. when we do that? Yep. Yeah, yeah exactly and I right. think it's very important that even if I don't agree with somebody on a spiritual basis or how they're living and they claim to be a Christian, then I need to step back and say, you know what, even if I do know them, don't know them, it's not my job to be on a platform and yeah, bash them. That's exactly and right. Yeah. Call them out. It's my job to pray for them. It's my job to, uh, if I have the chance to talk to them, you know, and maybe mm-hmm. open up scripture or whatever to them if I have that personal relationship with them. But it's not on my, it's not on my list to bash them mm-hmm. and to call yeah. them out. And I think for t- too many people, they think that it's their job to get on social media and on the platform that they are on yep. and just bash those who they don't believe in. Yep. And it goes back to, you know, we'll see um, the Lauren Daigles or the Joel Osteens, you know, and they'll say something, they'll make a remark and we don't agree, completely agree with. And yep. without even talking about it, without questioning, we're all of a sudden just posting a statement and saying what we think. It seems like know? everybody tries to find another Jesus. Yeah. And yeah. To crucify. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. And it's so it's so, I mean, well, I mean, they're modern day Pharisees. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's what it is. That's and what if I'm we're not to say, and if we're not careful, it'll ruin the church. Exactly. And it, what it does is it sows division. And it shows people that it takes away the meaning of the cross. Yeah, absolutely you know? it does. It and it takes away does. from the uh, what we're trying to preach. And so I've decided that I'm not going to live in that. <laughs> you know, I'm yeah. not going to worry about that. And and so. for me, it's gotten to a point of you know. Um, 
I want to pick my battles because I don't want to just say yes. that I'm not going to. Like for me, I think about when I think about Joel Osteen and I think about, you know, when these guys get onto a national platform mm-hmm. and, and it's a secular platform and they're asked questions of the faith. And yeah. sometimes, you know, these guys, I think about him and I think about Carl Lentz. And, you know, there's something of this conversation that we're having that's right along the lines of, of, of a statement Carl Lentz was getting roasted for. Oh, yeah. When he said, you know, when they were talking about a specific sin, he said, all he said was, that's a conversation. Um, I think he was something about, like that was between them and God. And it's just, and then it stopped there. And yeah. so, yeah. but I want to pick my battles because I don't want to let a soundbite mislead people to have bad theology or yes. to really drive a wide open road for them to believe something that could send them to hell. Yeah. Yep. But I want to pick my battles in such a way that if I'm out there crying over every little thing, then people aren't going to hear me. But if I use wisdom and pick my battles, and then when I do say, okay, it's time to speak, then people will hear me more than just I'm out there every day just making noise and I'm fading so into true. the background. That's yeah. good. That's yeah. good stuff. That is so true. Wow. That's words to live by. I mean, and people who aren't on that platform and they don't, they never understand, you know? Yeah. And that's what makes me mad too is people rake people, people over the coals because of what they say when they're not even on that platform. No, it's true. <laughs> But I mean that's so, the, but that that yeah. that goes all the way back to to verse one, of uh, that's that that's that stricter judgment. That's that yeah you know, yeah exactly. If you're yeah. op- if if something opens the door for you to be doubly blessed, then it, it's mm-hmm. the same thing. You're going to be doubly responsible. Come on, yeah. Come I mean, on. and that's the thing too that's is it. we've got to be careful in a in a culture of just grace, 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 and grace over everything, yeah. that we don't yeah. just forget that. Um, the reason that he's saying let not many of you become teachers and preachers and that is because there's a there's a there's a price to pay for the calling like yes. we've talked about on the podcast before yeah. Yeah. and you don't want to make it commonplace you know for me I think about um, you know in our denomination um, the process of at least starting to get your license and how many people have done you know the first step and they've taken the first test and then, they just sit on that. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, they're not serving and they're, they're not. In, you have to acknowledge in some sense when you start the process that there's a calling on your life to lead God's people. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then if you would start the process and then just sit your hind in, in a pew and not engage God's people to be a leader, to be a shepherd of the flock, then, you know, either you either you lied when you felt the call or you're sitting on a lie right now. Come on now. And so, I mean, there's just, and maybe that's the thing is that there's just so many voices who have learned just enough to be dangerous. You know, they, they've, they, they know how to quote scripture enough to lead someone astray, but they don't know behind it or they've not lived it or it's not burned into their hearts. And so, that's good stuff. You got to be careful with that stricter judgment. And then, you know, what we're talking about now 
we're literally talking about 16 through 18, James chapter 3, 16 through 18. Um, mm-hmm. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there is disorder in every evil thing. And then you kick back to 1 Corinthians 14, 33, and said that God is not a God of confusion, but of peace. Yeah. Yes. And then, yeah. but wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, reasonable, full of mercy, good fruits, unwavering without hypocrisy. Now, if I was to take a poll of 1,000 Facebook users and would say, if you read a debate by two Christian believers, just two believers who didn't agree, maybe one's Armenian and one's a Calvinist or whatever, one's a Baptist and one's a Pentecostal, whatever the difference is, would, would they say that the comment section looked anything like chapter like verse 17 would they say that it's pure and peaceable gentle reasonable mm-hmm. full of yeah, mercy no. and good fruits very rarely <laughs> unwavering <laughs> no. without hypocrisy you know what just go to the excellent ministry of the church of god page <laughs> oh i don't have a number that's no. i don't have a number i can't no. get in yeah <laughs> we yeah. can we can we can tell you right now that's a no yeah sometimes you don't want to be in that um but what if we started walking in that wisdom? You know, that's amazing to think about. It's first pure. What if we thought with pure thoughts and we were peaceable and we were always gentle and we were willing to step back and yield mm-hmm. and, you know, not just jump completely. But I mean, full of mercy. How do we fruits. walk? Wow. The church has to first walk unwavering without hypocrisy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I had a conversation with an in- individual that has different political views than me and we're talking about you know, homosexuality in the church, and we're talking about uh, how the church looks com- in, in in this society that we're in, um, especially now that, um, you know, we have a conservative president here in the United States, and now, you know, people who are like, President Trump is 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 a man of God, and, and he's the one that's going to lead us back to being a Christian nation, and and we were talking about, and and he wanted me to say that he was goading me into to say that um, President Trump is the man that mm-hmm. I believe is going to almost to say that he's the the new Messiah. Yeah. And God. I said, I said, number one, um, I'm I I'm not looking to the office of the President of the United States as an end all be all. And I said, first of all, mm-hmm. I apologize oh, for no. for my remarks on President Obama. Because I said things about him when I was under orders to pray for him, because yep. all yep. leadership, all political yep. office, the emperor as and Caesar, they are put in place by God. Yeah. And so, but but we look at when the election doesn't go our way, and whichever way you vote, when it doesn't go our way, God's left us. Right. And we yeah. need to stop looking for political office to fix our problems, and we need to That's anchor so our hearts in Jesus. Preach that. And so, I'm tithing to you right now. <laughs> but to walk unwavering <laughs> without hip- hypocrisy, <laughs> that's something we've got to do. And 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 I mean, think yeah. about and think about the homosexual issue again. Of you know how many how many of us were up in arms about um, homosexual marriage. But the hypocrisy is mm-hmm. some many of the people were doing that that had that issue with that marriage. They didn't even protect their own marriage. They were having affairs or oh, or things like miss. that. You have to walk Ooh, unwavering Lord. without hypocrisy. And I mean that really yes. gets back into the words of Jesus of you're worried about, you know, what's in the the what is it, the needle 
or the splinter in your in your yes. in your, your neighbor's eye, eye yeah. and then you've got the the, yeah. the whole plank. You got the log, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Come on. And so that's so true. I mean, and that's the thing. I, and, and and then eighteen says, And the seed whose fruit is righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. And so I wanna yes. read I wanna read um the note of my study Bible uh, for that verse. And it says, Discord cannot produce righteousness. Mm. So when we when we bicker with each other as a church, yeah. when we fight with each other, when we when we gossip, when 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 we let our feelings and our emotions dictate our outlook on life, that causes discord. And eighteen literally says that, you know, Discord cannot produce righteousness. The wow. seed whose fruit is righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. Again, so I think I'm just going to start, you know, getting on. If I see just these heated arguments of Christians being mean on Facebook, I'm just going to, I'm just going to start commenting. Just hashtag James three seventeen eighteen. There you go. Yes. Just, just keep Come on just now. start posting the scripture, man. Yeah. How can they argue with scripture? That's yeah. good. Yeah. Well, they will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Somebody always does. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's so true. I think we as a church, we need to come into unity, you know. And even if the brother or sister down the road doesn't necessarily believe exactly like we do, we need to put those little it's always just those little small things mainly that divide us you know and what if we just took those little small things and we was just like you know what we're not going to walk in division we're not going to walk you know arguing and uh in strife but we're going to put those things away and we're just going to walk in love and walk in unity that's good stuff that's when we'll see revival oh yeah amen true revival true revival yeah wow praise the lord man it's been good i love it love it love it love it yeah and and I mean, I'm reading. Um, I'm reading another thing that I have out of my uh, uh, Bible background commentary by Craig Keener, and uh, and I don't know why, but many times I forget about you know. Think about a re- a reason the the reason one of the main reasons that the Pharisees were upset with Jesus. Um, if he was the Messiah, he didn't come back the way they wanted him to. Exactly. Oh, yeah. yep. Because he came as a servant, he came yep. in peace, and they wanted, they literally wanted someone to come yep. in power and in, in, in war to overthrow Caesar, yep. to overthrow yep. Rome. And, yep. um, and, yep. he, and it says here, uh, the image of virtue. They didn't want a guy on the donkey. Yeah, they didn't want him. They wanted the guy to come in on the, on the steed. Um, the image of virtues yep. as seeds and fruits has many parallels. Uh, but James's point is the context in the context is this. True wisdom is the wisdom of peace, not of violence. Although many Pharisaic teachers extolled peace, many populists were advocating violence, and James' message was in many regards counterculture. What, I mean, how much does that sound like, you know, what's going on in, in our culture today? Yeah, it's if, uncanny. Man. If it's, things it's, don't go your way, let's flip cars. Let's, you know, yeah, right? Yeah, right. And I mean, and, just... and this is this is really one of these areas that God has been challenging me as an American, as a citizen of the United States, 
because we're a country birthed out of, you know, we don't like what you're doing. We're going to overthrow you. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's not God's way. No, not at all. And so are you, am, am I, am I, am I more worried about myself as a citizen of the kingdom of heaven or as an American citizen? Wow. Yeah. That's good stuff. That's something that I've been really focusing on, uh, the last few weeks is, you know, I'm a citizen of the kingdom of God. Yeah. You know, I'm no longer, when I came to Christ and his blood covered me, I'm no longer a citizen of this world mm-hmm. and I'm a citizen of heaven. And that's just amazing to think about, you know, mm-hmm. that I'm seated with Christ yeah. in heavenly places. Wow. You know, he's seated in heavenly places. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> just like heaven. And I think as Christians, we get so caught up in what's everyday life and yeah. in our country and in the things that are going on around us that we forget that it does not matter because we are not citizens of here. We're just strangers. Yeah. And in that, land. That's, 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 right. that's a that's big, right. that's a big thing um, that, that Elliot talks about in that evangelism as exiles is that show me in the Bible where God said, you know, as a believer, that that your comfort is your number one concern. That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. You know, and think about the story of the three Hebrew boys. Think about the the powerful statement that they made when they said, "Hey, God could deliver us, but even if He doesn't, mm-hmm. I'm still going to worship Him. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm still not going to worship your God. Yeah." And I mean, how powerful is it when they said, "We do not need to even respond to you, O King." Yeah, yeah. like how, like how power. Sometimes we we find more power in not responding to this to this world and yeah. this, and the idols that they try to build. And you know what? Right now, you see a lot of media. They they they're building those idols of abortion. They're building those mm-hmm. idols of uh, of homosexuality, and they're saying, "Hey, we dare you, yeah. we we dare you to stand up against this." Yeah. And it's not really against about a war. Jesus stood up for what he believed in, but he done it in love, and he done it in humility, and he was able to do it in such a strong way, but also not going out and just beating people over the head with it. Come on, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, I didn't mean to get off. On that. Well, a lot of people they that's what they do. They want responses. Yeah, you know, and they're yeah. they're just baiting you. And I mean, there's been plenty of times where people have kind of like come at me and mm-hmm. they've just like said horrible things and uh went on about something and literally i've realized that all they want me to do is react to that yep. you know and yep. really the most the best way to do that is to just say you know what i'm praying for you whatever you know and kind of ignore just the whole issue because that's really what the world wants they want us to react in such a way that it it takes away from the gospel it takes away from and and uh, we, what god has been doing yeah and we we can't I, and, and I, something that's really uh that's a real we're re, i really want to bring out in what we're talking about now is that um you know we've we've been uh raised and and taught that reaction is a bad word yeah but yeah, yeah. but our witness is in our reaction um, how we react to bad things in our lives of, you know, yeah. you know, like Sherman, you're talking about, um, you know, if someone says something to us while I'm praying and we respond while I'm praying for you, but what does that mean when we say it? Like for me, I've said that to him, like I have two brothers and we would fight and I've just said that as like a mean <laughs> thing. Like, well, I'm praying. Yeah. <laughs> but if yeah. you said I've it, done that too. <laughs> but if yeah. you, if we say it with sincerity in our hearts, yeah. Then it's mm-hmm. they can't question it. And for me, I think about when Job loses his children, his family loses everything he he owns, 
his his response to it, or you know, Job twenty, Job, uh, what is this? I mean, yep. one twenty. Yep. Then Job arose, tore his robes, and shaved his head, and fell to the ground. And doesn't say he mourned, doesn't say he protested. It says he worshipped. And so yeah, that's such that's such a challenge, and it, and it's um that's probably some of the most beautiful worship Job ever did in his life. Yeah, it's well, the most that goes authentic. to show though. He was putting that to action. He didn't just say, I'm going to worship. No, he went to worship. Yeah. And I think what you said, like there's been a lot of times where my brother and sister and me, we've been into a fight, and I'm like, I'm going to pray for you, and I've done it in a horrible way. Mm-hmm. And that would just make them uh, madder and uh, more fierce. Yep. But then there's been times where they've come at me, and I've literally just started praying. Wow. And I've said, right. Right now, in the name of Jesus. And you know what? They back off, and the look on their face, they're like, okay. The devil's flee. Uh, yeah, yeah. And they literally <laughs> walk away, and peace is there. And I'm thinking, wow, I yeah. should really pray, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you're right about that. And yeah. then, I mean, it's one of the most, um, Through the Eyes of a Lion by Levi Lesko. It's a video mm-hmm. about the death of his daughter. And the most be- one of the most beautiful moments in that book is that they get to the hospital and they're standing there in the like in the morgue with her her body and they said they just began to sing worship to God and thank God for her life and wow. and what she and I'm like oh my gosh you know I just I just I pray that that if God puts me in a situation like that my heart will respond yeah. in such a way that I'm thankful yeah. to him for what he has given me and not not so sorrowful for what I've lost. Yeah. I mean, I want to mourn and mourning's healthy and and to have that view, I don't think anyone will question it, but what kind of example do I set when I fall at his feet and worship and, 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 and in that moment when I should be focused on myself, I choose to be focused on him. Yeah. I, I think that truly shows where your heart is in the moment, you know, and where you are with God is how you react to that. Yeah, that knee jerk reaction is the truth. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. Yeah. yeah. Wow, I've loved it. Yeah, it's this is awesome. a good choice on James chapter three. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you can't go wrong with any any chapter in James. James is one of my favorite books of the Bible. That's I mean, so it's really it's awesome. it's eighteen verses that that are just chock full of just... I mean, it's really like um, If by Mark Batterson. It's an entire book, 30-some chapters on Romans chapter 8. Yeah, yeah. And that's awesome. Yeah. And that's, man, that's that's some expository reading right there. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I love it. I love that. Yeah. It's something when you really get into the Word and you break it down, like how much is in just like a few verses, yeah. you know? Yeah, and then you get to chew on it, and then you come back mm-hmm. to it, and then there's more, and then there's just, it's awesome. Just Let's eat meat. Yeah. Yes. Come on now. Leave the milk at home. Right. <laughs> we don't need no milk. Well, guys, I think I think this is a, this is a good point to, to kind of start wrapping this month's episode up. Absolutely. Um, put a bow on it. Put a bow on it of what's been an amazing, amazing episode. So yeah. Um, do you guys have any closing thoughts you want to share? I love you all. I love you all. Yeah, I love everybody. <laughs> e L E. Everybody love everybody. Okay. okay. Yeah, that'll work. <laughs> that'll that do. took me a second to process. <laughs> from Will Ferrell. Okay. Uh, okay. So, so yeah. Um, <laughs> Well, gentlemen, this has been the uh, this has been 
Is this this isn't the first episode of me by myself, is it? it yes, is. it is. Yes, oh it wow! Is. Okay. Is. Wow. Wow. Yeah, man. How, How does, does it feel? feel? <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. It just feels like I'm on a phone call with you guys, <laughs> talking about life. Hey. Um, I'm excited for the next opportunity we have to all be together under one roof. Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. Yep. So hopefully that we can make that happen before the year ends. Yes. Um, I oh. vote we meet in a city that we need to explore together and Ooh. and record one evening just while we're sitting together. I love it, man. Yes, yes. Miami. Miami. <laughs> Miami. <laughs> yeah. Party in the city where the heat is on. That's right. That's right. <laughs> right. I mean, Sherman's just like, what's the farthest city away? <laughs> exactly. It's let's like, go, let's go to Russia. Point. St. Petersburg (laughs) (laughs) Nothing's impossible with God If if anybody wants to sponsor us coming to your city We would be more than glad to take this on the road (laughs) Yes, that would be awesome Podcast tour Native Souls tour Yeah, there you go Yeah, we'll set a Patreon up And whoever pays for us They get to be a guest on on the podcast I like it Boom Boom. Yeah, I like it. I didn't mean that at all. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping not because you get some crazy people paying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, all right. all right, Des, why don't you close us out in prayer? Absolutely. Dear Heavenly Father, we want to uh, thank you first uh, that we can come together as friends um, and just talk about your word. Lord, we're thankful that we can have fun and still do it in your name. Uh, Lord, I want to ask that you just bless uh, each and every person that listens to this podcast. Lord, let them uh, take uh, something from what we talked about. Let them uh, take, not only take for themselves, but Lord, let let them take it and then um, reproduce it somewhere else, Lord. Let, let Just take, let it... <laughs> Forgive me, Lord, for not for not knowing what to say. But in this moment, Lord, just bless us and bless our mess. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. <laughs> Lord, forgive me. Have your way, God. <laughs> oh, we'll so see sorry. y'all next month. <laughs> yeah.